You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. I'm Santa Claus. And I'm the Tooth Monster. Well, well, this is the Double X-Files, a podcast about the X-Files. But I was doing a, it's after, it's the day after Halloween. Mm-hmm. So you know it's just Christmas now. Yeah. So um, I got you a present. Yay! But you can't open it until December. Oh. Because that's when Christmas is. That's a bummer. Ho, ho, ho. Well, now I'm. We've just started this on a very bad foot because I'm quite upset now. It's <laughs> too bad. You gotta wait. I like Americans have Thanksgiving as a buffer period between yeah. Halloween and Christmas. Yeah, where you just eat a lot. But in Canada, we don't have that. It's always no. just a hundred percent Christmas. Well, we have a Remembrance Day as a buffer between that is uh, true. Thanksgiving or between Halloween and Christmas. So it's like spooky ghosts, legitimately dead people. <laughs> And then Christmas. And then Christmas, but it's November 11th, so that's only, like, two weeks buffer period. Yeah. But if you look at the Michaels, it's Christmas. Oh, because, yeah, Michaels isn't selling poppy-themed things. No, that'd be weird. That'd be weird. That'd be super weird. A lot of people would probably be offended. (laughs) Uh, Welcome to the X-Files podcast. Again, like I told you, this is a podcast maybe about the X-Files. Sometimes. Sometimes. Uh, When we feel like it. Today we are discussing... Uh, the fifth episode of season three of season three called The List. Mm-hmm. It had nothing to do with groceries, nope. which is what I predicted. Uh, can you tell us what it was actually about? Uh, the here is the Netflix description for season three, episode five, The List. Enemies of a prison inmate who was executed in the electric chair begin dying one by one. You know what they would call this episode if they made it in 2016? The Wire? I was going to say the listicle. I don't get it. Well, it's like a listicle is like a, like an article that's also just a list of things, like on BuzzFeed. And it's a very popular uh, type of news journalism these days um, that's basically not anything. I don't... Uh, I don't get it. But I appreciate your effort. Well, and then, see, in the episode The Listicle, the, the the sort of hook would be, like, Mulder and Skelly hear about a case from someone being like, uh, a girl walked next to a combine harvester. You'll never believe what happened next. And then they'd have I, to investigate it. I appreciate the verbal imagery you are using, and but I don't think it's for me. Okay. <laughs> Hopefully it was for at least one of our listeners. Someone who's Otherwise you might need a new (laughs) co-host. Someone who is like super stoked to be a BuzzFeed community writer. Like, oh man, they accepted my article and you'd be super famous. My article on people dying horribly in combine (laughs) harvesters. I was going to say like, what cats look like? What X-Files characters? Can we write that article? I don't see why not, but they're all going to be Kitty Pride. Oh, wait, you said X-Files. X-Files. Do you I, mean X-Men? I got excited about the X-Men. What kitties would look like X-Men? I'm yeah. sure that's an article already on BuzzFeed. That, yeah. This is a little bit of a messy opening, but I accept it and I think we should move on. I cherish it. <laughs> well, let's not go that far. I cherish all of our mistakes, even our greatest mistakes. We just, you know what we do? We just kiss it on the head and send it on its way. <laughs> Out into the world, we just package it up, we send it off to you, the listener, all three of you, and we hope that you take care of our little boys, our little mistake boys. <laughs> Please. Good luck. Please take care Please of them. Please take care of them. We don't. We don't really. They're we, yours now. They're your, your boys, right? Into your brain. We just send them on. That's a Christmas gift from you to me. What? From us to you, the listener. You're spiraling. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do the thing. Okay. So this episode takes place in a prison in Florida. 
Can we talk about the aesthetic? Oh, yes. The aesthetic is very good. You said uh, that this was peak X-Files aesthetic. I really think it is. It is. They've hit their aesthetic stride. Everything was very green. Yeah, it had, the whole episode had a vibe. Everything was very, like, misty. And I think this is one of those things where if you watched, like, five minutes of it, or you watched, you know, like, two minutes, and those two minutes didn't include Mulder and Scully, you'd you'd watch it and instinctively know it was an X-Files episode. Yeah. Yeah, and it was dark, but not in a way of, like, why is everything dark? I don't understand. I can't see anything. It was dark in a way that was very good. Yeah, like, there was one pan shot um, where it was panning from, you know, a scene that was half lit across a black area to another scene that was half lit. Yeah. And it wasn't like, I can't see anything. I'm so angry. It was like, oh, that was a very good shot. It was a very good shot. Yeah. And I appreciate that. I like that it is hitting its aesthetic uh, stride, if you will. The mise-en-scene. Oh, the mise-en-scene was just amazing. Uh, This was a (laughs) set that was pre-made. Yeah, they had to build this set basically in like 10 days. Which is okay. I'm glad they didn't use a real prison. Me too. <laughs> um, let's talk about the opening, though. Okay, there's two men. Their fashion is terrible. Ah, uh, the electric chair fashion? No, well, they're... Who's the, we talking about? If, to, at the very beginning, there's two men. There's a man yeah. on the side of the road, and a man in yeah. the car picks him up. Their fashion oh, is terrible. Yeah. Their hair is bad. Their facial hair is just even worse. So we, this was kind of, we're not sure why these two men are picking each other up on the side of the road. Yeah, we didn't know. But I wanted to play a fun game of, uh, based on that environment, what state do you think this was? And if I were had to guess, I would guess 100% Florida. And it became the truth. Yeah, it was Florida. was Florida. It was this for So some were on death row. Yeah. Some guy's going to get executed. And can I point out? Uh, two things. Mm-hmm. Everyone on death row is uh, black. Yes. So there's that. And also they're executing this man by electric chair. Yeah. In the 90s in Florida. I feel like we didn't have time to look it up, but I feel like out of... I knew that Texas used the electric chair a lot, especially into the 90s. And I know some states, they're rules for death row was so archaic they hadn't changed it so like in new hampshire they had the death penalty but they had never used it but like it was still firing squad in the 90s yikes yep so i don't know what is with florida but it seems like electric chair should uh it's not a great way to go no we should probably get that out of there guys and i asked you while this man was electrocuting to death i asked you what do you think the smell was like oh and i knew exactly what it was like which is troubling but go on not because i've ever you know seen someone electrocuted um but because in bc uh where we live and where i went to school um there's a company called bc hydro yeah Uh, and when you're in elementary school they come to your classroom And they are very specific with you about why you shouldn't touch their electrical boxes. Yeah. Uh, And then they roast a hot dog. On their electrical boxes? Well, no, they bring in, like, some kind of electrical equipment and they send bolts through it. So, and you told me bodies smell like hot dogs. Like, because they say, this is what it smells like and this is what you're going to smell like if you touch one of our boxes. I feel like that's scare tactics. I don't think you oh, become it absolutely was. By the so now you're getting a very clear picture of my childhood that includes this BC Hydro like hot dog prank, and also <laughs> the McDonald's Ronald McDonald Firehouse. Everything is danger in your um, world. Yeah, my childhood was terrifying, and that's part of why I'm so neurotic. <laughs> <laughs> the BC, the big BC government. Uh, my husband works for BC Hydro. I gotta see if he can find anything like that. I know, that. I'm a little afraid of him because of that. He's looking at you like, don't touch my boxes. Don't you touch my boxes because I will hot dog you. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure you can touch the boxes, but the wires is something you should not touch. Well, they're just like, don't go near him. They got this sign on him. It's a man broken in half by a ray of lightning. Yeah, those are cool. But I think that's just a prank. I think that's a BC Hydro prank. Oh, it's a prank? Yeah. The one thing uh, they are afraid of are birds. Birds are real stupid and they get electrified all the time. And then they build their nests on top of the poles. Mm -hmm. And that's a real nuisance because they get electrified and then the electricity goes down. You know how to fix that? How? You put a dummy of a Canadian goose on the poles. Really? Yeah. 
and it scares away all the other birds. You just goose those poles. Because Canadian geese are will fuck you up. Oh, they're terrifying. They are terrifying. They are monsters. Yep. Yep. So that's a, also a BC Hydro prank. That's a good prank. Yeah. See, that's a fun prank. <laughs> the hot dog thing is not a good prank. That was not a good prank. No, if that was you a scary prank. you also had the BC Hydro lesson, please write us because I want to know about that. Yeah. I want to know how neurotic you are from that. You need a second opinion. So why, so when you eat hot dogs, Allison, do you just think about human flesh? I'm like, yeah, I'm eating human flesh right now. You really like hot dogs though. Yeah, but you know what really helps the human flesh is when you add ketchup because then it's like, mm, human flesh with ketchup. <laughs> I mean, we are very porkish. Yeah. Long pig. Oh, yeah. Long pig. Ooh. Well, okay. <laughs> this has been episode five. See ya. Goodbye. Uh, I do want to mention for dinner, we are going to What's Up Hot Dog. Yeah. So, um, I can't wait to well, eat but that. The, they're going to be dogs. serving burgers. They now. are going to be serving burgers tonight. Tonight is the Bob's Burgers What's Up Hot Dog night. Oh, this is such a good podcast. We're so fancy. <sighs> okay. okay, I do want to point out one thing that I yeah. want to go back on that you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so you mentioned that all the the um, inmates on death row were black. Yep. And I remember while watching the episode, you had also said, oh, all of the guards are white. And then we realized that there was an African-American gu- yeah. guard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I do want to roll back and say uh, he is accused of murder and then shot. <laughs> yeah, so... I mean, there's that. There's that. There's that. But, you know, it's, it's sure it's fine. <laughs> so besides him... All the guards are white, yes. Yep. Yes, yes, yes. As, uh, the guy who is murdered at the end. Yes. Everyone else. Uh, I also want to mention our, our just, there's a lot of fashion happening. Oh, yeah. But when this man is electrocuted, his name is Nietzsche? Nietzsche. Yeah, his name is Nietzsche because his name is, name is Napoleon and Nietzsche is like a nickname. Okay. That's a weird thing, but I guess you don't call each other Pole. Nope. Or Leon. Why don't you just well, call, call Leon? Leon. <laughs> Why Nietzsche? I think they were making a clever joke about yeah, Nietzsche. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so the man who's executing uh, Nietzsche, he's got a black hood on. Yes. Which, I mean, I uh, is that a thing? Well, I now I realized partway through the episode why I think they did that. Why? Because they wanted to make a like a, a dynamic out of the fact that we didn't know who he was. So it was like, well, who's the other name on the list? Oh, it's the executioner. Oh, but we don't know who he was. But we kind of knew because he, he was the guy who was at the beginning who was picked up and we didn't know who he was. And I kind of guessed like that must be him. Also, the executioner's style... Was very nice. It was extremely nice and very laid back. Because he dressed up for the part. He was thinking, you know, I do, I am killing a man. So mm-hmm. I do need to kind of formal it up, but not too much because it's Florida. Yeah. And we ride a little bit dirty, but a little bit classy. <laughs> so what he chose, he went through his uh, closet and what he chose was the classiest kind of neutral tone Tommy Bahama bowling shirt. Mwah. You know what? It was a good choice. I feel like I saw the other selections in his closet just spiritually and I think that <laughs> he picked the right one. Because there were, like, he did have other Tama, Tommy Bahama fashions but they were a little too loud. Yeah, they just like the colors were a little too bright and this it was wasn't a, appropriate. This was a dark day. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad he switched out of his sweatpants because that's what he was wearing on the side of the road. Yes. Uh, But I also wonder, is this his shirt or was this just the formal executioner shirt that they give to anyone who is killing a man? Oh, I hope that's not the case. (laughs) God, do I ever hope that's not the case. Because then you could do another sequel to this episode uh, in which the fashion choice was haunted. (gasps) <gasps> that would be a good episode haunted fashion please dark x-files oh, make it happen <laughs> so whenever you wear this dark Don- tommy bahama shirt you feel compelled to kill a man but, but only it's the shirt. through electrocution but only through- or no other ways you can spread it out okay <laughs> tommy bahama does not discriminate between <laughs> death. we gotta write these x-files yeah why you know are what i heard that? i heard that um I heard they're making another revival. Yeah, I heard that too. Like an 11th season or a 12th season? Yeah, and I heard it's going to be like 13 episodes. <laughs> well, I guess, I mean, they have more. Will we never be released from our torment? <laughs> no, no, no. I think this is what we need to do. I think we need to get our space cadets on a 
on a Twitter spree. Okay. And just tweet at Chris Carter to get us in that writing room. I don't think that will happen. so many good ideas, though. Haunted fashion. Haunted fashion? There. One episode. Done. 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 What's our other ideas? Um... Uh, uh, ghost ship? Helicopter Uber? Helicopter, well, that's for our private business life, so I don't want to oh, get okay, into okay. that. That's something Chris um, Carter, I do not want to get his hands on that. No, he will ruin um, that. Um, go, 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 ghosts. Oh, fuck, haunted presidents? Ghosts of, of presidents? Done. Like, that's a four-episode streak at least. <laughs> <laughs> let's just write the exile let's just yeah let's just write our own episode and have like a live read or something <laughs> oh my god please <laughs> that's what we should do if we ever go to a con that's what we should do oh that would be a just good idea. like have people read our spec scripts <laughs> <laughs> that's awful <laughs> but um, so good Let's continue. Yeah, because people start dying, like, pretty quick. Oh, here's one thing I didn't care for. Yeah, go on. Uh, as Mulder and Scully get to the prison, they keep being like, woman on the block. <laughs> and, like, this is not a place for a woman. Yeah, and Scully, like, even walks off, and, and even the guard's like, uh, ma'am, please don't. Uh, ma'am, you are a woman. You're gonna get yourself in trouble. And that was kind of gross. Yeah, it was not great. Can and we then, talk about the guard? Yes. The, um, the guard had a lovely stash. Oh, yes. But it was, uh, you also have to identify on who he was. He was Paul Blart, prison cop. Yes, th- this guard did bear a striking resemblance to uh, Kevin Paul Blart. And Kevin James. To Kevin James. <laughs> but he was, he was he rough. Didn't, didn't have a segue, though. He was rough around the edges, too. He was a little, it was early, Kevin James's early work. It, it was early Paul Blart. When he, he's like, he's going a little bit more serious. But then he decided to tone it down. Yeah. For number one and number two of the the Mall Cop series. Duology. Mmm. So, uh, I wrote, uh, ass peeled and eyes covered. <laughs> Can you tell me why? I think you wrote that at the same time I wrote, Paul Blart is a bad actor. <laughs> <laughs> what was the ass peeled? Why are you peeling some ass? Well, he like just... banana. He was saying his sort of lines about how he keeps his head down and tries not to get into trouble, I and guess. And ass just, peeled? He said... I think it was eyes peeled. I think I mixed that up. You keep your eyes peeled. Yeah, he tries to keep his eyes peeled and his ass covered. Not his ass peeled and his eyes covered, Courtney. I see nothing. Get your head out of the gutter. I see nothing but my butt's ready. <laughs> <laughs> Way to ruin those levels there, Allison. I'm gonna keep that one just in my back pocket for later. <laughs> I wrote a uh, shedding like pinto beans. Oh yeah, uh, uh, it's about the body. The body. Okay, so we found a body. Yeah, we fi- so basically the reason that Mulder and Scully are called to the prison is because uh, they find a body that's been suffocated in Nietzsche's cell and it's after guard. he's died. It's a guard's body, and the whole shtick is Nietzsche is coming back reincarnation wise mm-hmm. and killing people on his list. Yeah, he the, has his list, the titular list. Yeah. Um. So here's this body, and it got a little peely. Yeah. So they, when they go to look at it in the prison morgue, um, it's like his skin is all peeling, and just a shit ton of maggots. And it looks like, I mean, not the maggot wise, but it looks like my little sweet snake Pinto beans. She's in shed right now. Mm-hmm. She's real itchy, and it's just like this kind of. She goes white. Uh, she looks like a little ghost. She's a little ghost for Halloween, uh, and, but she's real itchy, and that's what she looks like. Mm-hmm. Not with the maggots, though. Just a little. It just made me looking at that man with his skin made me want to just pick at the edges. Ooh, and peel it like yeah. a sunburn, like a grape. Maybe you shouldn't be a mortician. <laughs> I don't want to be a mortician. <laughs> or, or the other one, the cop mortician. A cop mortician. <laughs> that's the technical term, right? Coroner. Coroner. Maybe you shouldn't. Uh, uh, Miss Ross, did you did you pick at this body? Did you? <laughs> I couldn't help myself. It was just so tempting. Did you, did you tamper with this body? Why is it just cleanly picked of all skin? 
Did you see it? Like, it was just like... It was just like, oh, didn't you just want to... Oh, boy. Oh, I couldn't... Oh, help myself. I just had to get in there. Dirty nails. He just had a giant pimple on his nose. I I just just had had to pop it. (laughs) Ma'am, please... You're you're fired. (laughs) I can't wait for that excursion in your life. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So, Nietzsche has this list. He is reincarnated. We don't know where he is reincarnated or how, but yeah. apparently he's come back. We thought he was going to be a ghost, but there was no ghost. There's no ghost. Uh, I would have liked him to be a ghost. This though. was a no ghost episode. There was no ghost episode, but there is a list of this Nietzsche guy, and he is killing five people who is on his shit list. Yeah. That has done him harm in his life. Number one was a guard. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two was Gandalf. Yeah. Yeah. So we find Gandalf as these inmates are being brought in to do a work detail. They're going to be painting. Um, and one of them opens up his paint can and inside is Gandalf's head. Gandalf's head. I just, I mean, he just thought maybe the movies were a bit too much of a di- divergence from the book. So he really had a beef with that. I don't know where he got his head from, though. <laughs> Nietzsche really had a problem yeah, with really. uh, the representation of Tolkien's works. Really, really. Uh, I, so they find this head. It was a really cool shot. I will it was say a that. Really good like, shot. Looking into the paint in bucket. In the paint bucket, it was full of maggots. Just deep in the paint bucket. Mm, yep, mm. that's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, "Well, where's the body?" And it was the body of a guard, but they don't find it. Mm. It's just sitting in his office. Yeah, the 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 body that goes with Gandalf's head is just sitting in the Oh man. So we got to talk about this uh warden. He's just the worst. He is the worst. He's got this pair of suspenders he keeps playing with. Oh. And I just hate this man, I think. Yeah. Mm. I just I hate this man. I think you're meant to and it, it's a sweet relief when he bites it in a very satisfying way in the end. Yeah. But he gets away with a lot during the episode and it's a little icky. Uh, especially when you look at the horrible prison system that is the South of Us. Yeah. Uh, abusive and corrupt prison system. So, Gandalf, so we have a bed guy is a guard. Yeah. And Gandalf is also a He's guard. He's a guard. He got his head cut off and he put in a paint can. Mm-hmm. And so now Muller and Scully have to figure out, well, who's number three, four, and five yeah. on this list? So they kind of talk to, they talk to an inmate that was enemies with Nietzsche and they talk to his wife and they talk to uh, an inmate that he was, like, friends with-ish. Um... And they don't really get anywhere. But the problem is, every time Mulder and Scully talk to one of the inmates, the bad warden guy just beats the shit out of these inmates. Or literally beats them to death. And, yeah, so the first um, the first inmate who Mulder talks to dies in the shower. Yeah. And the warden's like, well, that's number three. Well, I guess he was on the lift then. And Mulder no, you killed him. Like, Mulder didn't say, uh, uh, can we investigate this? Yeah, like, if they, and, like, like ah. ghosts, ghosts can't punch people. Yeah, ghosts don't punch. They uh, suffocate you. and they decapitate. They don't punch. Well, actually, the decapitated guy did die by um, either Ex- asphyxiation, asphyxiation or yes. drowning. Yeah. So it's there's an an may I say there's an M O. Mm-hmm. What does that stand for? Modus operandi. Was that mean? Uh, it means the way that you do something, like uh, the regular way that you do something. So, like my mo when I'm on the toilet is um on my phone. Wow, I that could have gone so many ways, <laughs> and that was just a huge relief to me. So it's a huge relief while I'm on the toilet too. <laughs> I have trained myself that I cannot go number two unless I have my phone. Interesting. And so if I forget it, like, in my purse or whatever, I just, I can't relax. I can't push. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have that problem. So that's my MO. (laughs) My BM MO. Oh, my God. (laughs) If you will. Hey, what's your BM MO, listeners? (laughs) How do you poop? You know, we said that we weren't going to talk about poop in this episode. <laughs> we failed. We failed. It's just so good. It's just this ripe. It's just our favorite it's thing. It's just ripe fruit just hanging there and I just Okay, I'm going to burp. I want to talk about one thing we did skip is the good fashion. So yes. we do have the Tommy Bahama shirt, which is very nice. 
Mulder's got this paisley tie, but he also has the J.C. Penney's look of mm-hmm. the jacket over the shoulder while he walks. I don't know anyone who actually does that, but Mulder does it a lot. Yeah, he's like he was a model in a past life. Or in a present life. Yeah. yeah. Like a currently he is like a Like existingly right now. That would be a, a good show. He's an FBI agent and a model. International model and international police. I need I need to watch that show. I need to watch that show too. But not starring David Duchovny. And not starring anyone from Zoolander. Yes. <laughs> and also, it's not the X-Files. This is a different show now. We're talking about this show only. So <laughs> what a model. Uh, Scully has a very white um, pantsuit. Yes. With the jacket is very low. Like, it's a long jacket. Yeah, it hangs low. It hangs low. It's got a low cut. While she no, waddles that's not the to same and thing. fro. It's not oh, a low boy. cut. Uh, and then there's Suspenders Man. I don't, oh, I don't, I don't care like, for him. I don't, I don't care, care for, him. for him at all. So, mm, uh, oh, when we talk to Nietzsche's wife, mm-hmm. it is mentioned that they tried to kill him twice Two times. before, but they pulled the uh, electricity. Yeah. And, and he didn't die. He didn't die. No. That's gotta suck. <laughs> Because then you're like, oh, we got to keep spending money on this guy. But also, like, I mean, electricity can fuck you up. Look at that hot dog. Yeah, that hot dog got worked over. How did he not, how did he not, like, spend eight months in a hospital? Yeah. time. Oh. Well, is it that they electrocuted him and he didn't die or that they pulled a switch and nothing happened? I just heard, like, she's like, he's very tough. So I got the feeling like they pulled the switch and they fried him, but he didn't Isn't that just die. like giving him a stroke? I mean. Mm, I just think it fries your like internal, like it fries yeah, you internally. Yeah, it just gives you a, like a the, grill. Like the, the, um, they put something, now they didn't put anything in his mouth, but usually they put something wet in your mouth, like, mm-hmm. like a, some sort of conductor in your mouth too. And then that just fries your whole system. Like that's everything. Jeez. So like, why isn't he in a hospital or have any burns on his head or that's crazy. That is crazy. I'm sure it's happened before, but I'm just, like. Just like that person would be just be soup inside. Yeah. Yeah. Or like hot dogs inside. Yeah. All mm. hot dogs inside. Oh, boy. So that's that, and then she's she's afraid because she knows Nietzsche or Nietzsche, Nietzsche. Uh, has been talking about reincarnation, and she's afraid that he's going to come back and somehow she's going to be in trouble. Yeah, and we find out that she's sleeping with one of the guards. Yeah, so um, that's why she thinks she's on the list. Um, I have pop the top. <laughs> Can you tell me about this? (laughs) So there's an inmate named Roke, and he... He's the one who Mulder interviewed at the beginning. Yeah. Who knew about the list. Yeah. And so the the guard comes to him, and he's like, you're coming with me. And Roke is doing some shops on the floor of his cell. (laughs) Without a shirt on. Without a shirt on, and he's ripped. Oh, my God. He's ripped. He's got that DV. Oh, he has got all of the packs. Oh. God, I think that was in his contract. <laughs> it must have been. I need to take my shirt off. But unfortunately, he was beaten to death in the shower. Yeah, he was beaten to death so, because of the unjust prison system. So that wasn't great, but it was I do not great. appreciate those packs. I, and those abs. <laughs> and just that whole situation. I appreciate that situation. You liked it very much. Before the beating to death, yes. 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 Yeah. Um... One thing I think we skipped over that we do need to mention mm. is that uh, there is a um, a bit where uh, Mulder and Skelly are at Nietzsche's house and they're looking through all of his books and um, all of the, he has a lot of books about different religions because he's very interested in religion. He's studied all these different religions. Yeah. Um, and he, Mulder's saying, well, every religion has some reincarnation story. Oh, yeah. And Skelly's like, well, actually, in Catholicism. And then Mulder, well, actually, is her well, actually, and starts mansplaining Catholicism to her. To a Catholic. Mulder, so, no. I mean, Mulder's... No. Mulder's M.O. is is throughout is to mansplain. Yes. And he continues that. And I don't appreciate it, but I understand that the writers need to keep on with it. <laughs> They've set up this character. They have to, uh... They have to fulfill. They have to keep going. Yeah. So, 
so we have so when is it Rock Roke 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 when Roke is killed uh, by the warden. Um, the warden says that this is the third guy who is on the list. But yeah. we know it's not. We know that the warden killed him. And Roke tells the warden just before he is killed that the warden is the fifth person on the list. Yeah. So the mm, warden tells Mulder and Scully that this is the third guy. But we know it's not really. Mm-hmm. So now we're... T- Mulder and Scully are trying to figure out, like, they think it's a guard that is doing these things. Yeah. But they can't figure out, like, it doesn't really work who is doing what. Yeah. Uh, they get a hot tip about uh, Nietzsche's... Was the executioner first. Oh, the executioner. Yeah. So they think, well, oh, yeah. if anyone's going to be on his list, it's going to be the executioner. So they try yeah. to find out who that is. Which, it turns out that they just put an ad in a newspaper? Yeah. And it could have been one of three men. And they paid him in cash? And they, he just put on the Tommy Bahama executioner shirt and also the hood and, and killed just went a to man. Town. Like, ooh boy. oh boy. Is that a practice? I've read that, like, throughout history, the job of executioner was not... A really classy job. Like, mm-hmm. if you were an executioner back in the days, like back in the old, old, old days, yeah. Like you were outside of the village with, um, like the tannery, mm-hmm. because the executioner and the tannery, you did not want to be by their houses. Yeah. Um, and I think nowadays in states where there is execution, it is picked from anonymously picked from the group of people who work inside the jail. That makes more sense to me. Like I understand why they would cover his face and stuff. So and that it is no one's anonymous. To get vengeance. It is anonymous. Like, and I I think with uh by what's the liquid execution? Liquid execution. <laughs> um, a trace loco, liquid execution. <laughs> You mean lethal injection? Yeah, when you put those trace locos, you put three of the locos in the tubes and you kill a man. Are you talking about four locos? Oh, yeah, four locos. Well, if you don't have the four. the extra. (laughs) No, see, three of them is is fatal, but the fourth is and makes it okay. (laughs) The fourth just gives you a boner. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I think what it is for the lethal injection. (laughs) Shut up. <laughs> is is you have many people flip the switch, mm-hmm. but you don't know which one it's tied to. So there you have three switches, and there are three different people flipping that switch, but you don't know who actually does it. What? Yeah, no, I really? think that's a truth. Interesting. I think that's a a fact. Oh. A hard fact? I think so. Interesting. I think that's what I've read. So you have like or three buttons and everyone pushes the button at the same time and you don't know which button is actually the go button or the death button. So you kind of share the responsibility, but no one really knows for sure. I feel like more things in more workplaces <laughs> should use that system. <laughs> for for like for what? Uh just like you know, if someone has to send off an important letter or like a check for a lot of money, three different people put three different ones in the mail and, you know, only one is truthful. Only one is signed. <laughs> or like or like you have to tell Barbara from from HR that you're really pissed about someone who's leaving their fucking food in the fridge and it's going moldy. So like Three people have to send the exact same uh, email, but only one <laughs> is connected to the internet, so one sends. <laughs> yes, exactly. So it's anonymous and everyone shares the blame? Yes. Okay. okay. Th- these are all exact analogies. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Let's patent that. Okay. I don't know how we can... Google's probably going to steal it, though. So. Oh, Google will 100% steal it. We'll never get rich, Allison, God. because of Google. God damn it, Google! Mm. I have Florida aesthetic plus hockey hair. Oh yeah, and I have cocaine high life, all white motherfucker. <laughs> Who are we talking about, Allison? <laughs> we are talking about a lawyer. A lawyer. So there. So Mulder and Scully are looking for the people on Nietzsche's list. Mm-hmm. So there's two guards. And the executioner died. Oh, yeah. He died. It was super gross, you guys. We oh, didn't yeah. talk Actually, about it. We didn't talk about that. Can we talk about that? <laughs> yeah, it was really good. So they it. went to the... Oh, God, this fucking podcast is 
awful. It's off the rails. It's off the rails. It's crazy. So they go visit the executioners. I don't know how they find out who oh, he okay. is. So, oh, yeah, I don't know either. Okay. They go into the house and they're like, hello, executioner man, where are you? And there's buggies on the ground. Yeah, there's bugs. There's maggots coming out of a, a light fixture. Just little pieces of rice. Yeah, it was a really good shot of Scully looking up. Mm-hmm. And there's a little maggot just coming right out of the little light, little light fixture. Yeah, and so they... Where you going, buddy? Just they... head. <laughs> Down. <laughs> well, actually, he drops right into Mulder's hand. Oh, yeah, that was really good. It was pretty good. It was very Spider-Man. Uh, and then they head up into the attic, and we see the from the back the executioner slumped over in a chair. And then, uh, yeah, he's just shot. like, oh, well, he's super dead. It was really good shot, though. Yeah, he's like getting blue and the um the body department. The body department did an amazing job. Did a in this really episode. good job. The body work was so good. <laughs> Bra- Brava! <laughs> Congrats to the bod department. <laughs> you nailed I mean, it. You nailed the dead people, but also that guy with the six pack. You also nailed him. Oh, that bod department. <laughs> the body department was off the hook. Uh. Can we go to hockey hair now? Yeah, hockey hair. So, executioner dead. Two uh, two guards dead. We uh, They think that Rock, Roke, Roke is, is the, number four, but yeah. he's not, because someone else beat him. That's from us to you on the DL. Uh, so, they go to the lawyer who did, could not get him off. <laughs> <laughs> and also couldn't get him out of jail. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, he had the best... 90s hockey hair. Oh, this I guy's entire scene was amazing. Um, he had, again, the Florida Coke Cop aesthetic. Yeah. Where everything was white and it just screamed Miami. His whole vibe was just... Mwah. Oh, God, it's so sleazy. Yeah. And so I thought this was going to be Chekhov's air conditioner because the first shot yeah. we see was an of an air conditioner and then later on he gets real sweaty and he's kind of fooling around with the air conditioner. Mm-hmm. But that's not Ghost Nietzsche's M.O. No. He's all about the smoother. He likes to smoother. So Mulder and Scully interviewed the lawyer, this hockey hair lawyer, mm-hmm. and I don't know what they get out of it. I was too busy looking at his very oh, abstract pastel painting. Yeah, that's all I could pay attention that's all to. I could, so I'm sure there was some information. Yeah, he just, I think it was just that he thought Nietzsche was mad at him because he couldn't get Nietzsche off. Or out of jail. Or out of jail. Um, I think so. So we, Mulder and Scully think he's kind of the next person in. But there, but while he's dead, he's He does die, yes. He does die. I do want to point out, this is the first time we see the reincarnated body of uh, Nietzsche. Yeah. Which is a, a fly. Doing a smother. Yeah. Doing yep. the smother. He's a fly. He's a fly. Boo, boo, boo. No one's a sex of fly. Can I tell you about a, a fly story yes, I have? please. So, as a kid, I didn't have any pets. And my parents wouldn't get me pets. So, like, I would collect toads and turtles. <laughs> but my favorite... A self-collected pet was a pet fly. (laughs) And so when we were on vacation, and every time my parents saw a fly, they're like, Courtney, look, your pet fly followed you. And I'm like, oh, he did. Wow. So I thought I had a pet fly, and he loved me so much, he followed me, like, on vacation. That's sad. He was in hotel rooms. He was in restaurants we stopped at. He came everywhere with me. I... I'm too sad to continue. <laughs> Why? I saw him the other day, too. When I was little, I had a lot of caterpillars in Slurpee cups. You put caterpillars in your Slurpee cup? Well, I would have a Slurpee. I would finish it. Yeah. I would have an empty Slurpee cup. Yeah? Uh, would you wash it out? I would wash it out. Okay, that's uh, a little bit better. And then I would fill it with some dirt and some grass and some sticks and some leaves. Yeah. Find a caterpillar, just put them right in there. Uh-huh. Uh, and then, you know, make sure the hole on the top was small enough they couldn't get out, but big enough that he could breathe and put some more air holes in it. And what happened to them? They turned into butterflies. Did they really? Yeah. That's a pretty good, that's really good because whenever I kept bugs, they didn't last very no, long. No, I was, I'm very good at uh, slurpy terrariums. I also had a bug breeding program. Um, Yikes. So we had in, when I lived in southern Washington, we had these bugs. I think they're Japanese assassin bugs. Hmm. But they have the kind of cool black and black and red pattern on their backs. And what I would do is when they were on, they used to warm themselves on the side of the house, I would put them in a cup. 
And then what they would do is like how they mate is they go butt to butt. Oh, interesting. So when I would open up my, and I kid you not, when I would open up my bug jar and see two bugs like doing it, they were attached, I would move them to the, what I called the honeymoon suite. No. I kid you not. It was a separate thing, but I had put like flowers as well as leaves. So they had this like romantic thing going on so they could fucking peace. I and then oh my god when they were done I would I would uh they would leave leave they would I would set them free I now here's my question yeah. you you're a bug yep you are fucking another bug yep. via your butt <laughs> yep uh a lot of other bugs are around probably watching you you see a small hand come towards you uh, mid coitus I mean a large hand yeah you see a large hand come towards you mm-hmm. mid coitus mm-hmm. lifting you up and uh-huh. placing you in another room can i can i just say it's very romantic though okay but how romantic is it if you're interrupted mid fuck i mean they didn't seem to mind they didn't like detach like, I tried to detach them sometimes because I was just interested in what was going on. And then I got really afraid because I'm like, well, is that how human sex works? It is. Like, do you just stay attached? We do. Hmm. I've been doing it wrong. Because, <laughs> like, my attachment is, like, under a minute at least. <laughs> Am I right? If someone picked me up, put me in a different place, I'd be like, I'm done. <laughs> See ya. But can I point out, it was very romantic. But I do want to say that every year I did that, we had more and more bugs. And then one year, I think we were away for a uh, vacation over the summer. So I didn't do my bug romantic uh, fucking uh, collection. And then the next year, there weren't as many bugs. So the bug ecology was... Depended uh, on my fuck jar. It was benefiting from your bug boom boom room. <laughs> The bug fantasy suite? Oh, God! Is what I also would call it. Oh, it is. (laughs) That's a little Courtney story from me to you. I am so happy that I know that. I love that. (laughs) I was a really sophisticated kid. You, yeah, you had bug fuck jars. You absolutely were. (laughs) While Allison was making beautiful butterflies, I was just interested in how things fucked. (laughs) Mm, butt to butt huh tell me more (laughs) what happens if i do this oh no oh no oh no um that spooky guy that spooky guy oh that's when the guard and the wife was was saying that there's a spooky guy outside watching us oh is that I think. I think that was a while back, but oh well. Okay. Um, yeah, anyway, so the uh, the guard that is with the wife, he knows that the FBI are on to him, and they're, like, looking, basically, they, they uh, stake out the yeah, house. Yeah, this is the, this is a, it's been a while since Mulder and Scully did a good old-fashioned stakeout, uh-huh. and this is actually when they use it. I wish they would have done it last episode. Yeah, I wish they would have done some police work last episode as well. <laughs> Any, just any police work whatsoever. If they'd done literally any police work, then they would have known that Clyde Brockman killed those people. <laughs> the more I think about that episode, the more angry it makes me. <laughs> That's the X-Files. Scully, do your police work, though. Scully, he knows everything. Please. Okay. Where do we go from here? Uh, okay, so the terrible warden um, goes to the prisoner that was actually quite close with... Um, Nietzsche, and he says, I'm going to do you a favor if you do me a favor, because he doesn't want to die. Yeah. Um, and so he says, I'll scratch your back if you scratch mine. And I feel like they didn't need to say that, because that's said in everything. That's... And can everyone, just for one second, stop scratching each other's backs, please? Please. I mean, it just gets really rashy yeah. in that environment. And you I need so that. much, like, lotion. <laughs> I mean... Lotion will help you with some rashes, but not Well, all. that's why most people just have, like, a jar of lotion beside their bed, right? I mean, that's why I currently have... Oh, jeez. Uh, a very large... <laughs> you really went for the XL size. St. Ives. Uh, extra... Can Costco for that? Can I just point something out? Yes. Uh, 
This St. Ives bottle is for skin renewing. Oh, yes, I see that. And it includes collagen and elastin. Oh, damn. Uh, and I also have a giant bottle of aloe. Uh, yeah, she does. I can see that. For That's those... for when you burn your dick. For... <laughs> I was going to say for those sweet burns <laughs> that I commit. In my marital bed. Oh, God. <laughs> which I need to leave. Which we are laying on right now. Okay. Uh, so, let's finish this. Let's finish this. Okay. So, um, basically, where we get to is sort of this showdown between Nietzsche's wife and the guard she is uh, sleeping with. Oh, yeah. So, she, she wakes up and she sees Nietzsche as a ghost. Yeah. And then she's convinced that the guard is a reincarnation of Nietzsche. And I don't think that's how reincarnation works. No, again, I don't I don't know if it is. Uh, like, if there was a ghost possession, yes, I would agree with that. But I don't think that's how reincarnation works. So, when the police are knocking at their door, mm-hmm. uh, the guard's like, oh, no, shit, the cops, they're coming for me. And then, uh, then the wife is going to, like, shoot him. She pulls a gun on him. And shoots him twice. And she says, I should have known, like, I should have known it was you, the way you talk, the way you touch me. Oh, yeah, that was really weird. So, it was like, she thinks she thinks it's Nietzsche, and then she does the damn thing and shoots him anyway. shoots him anyway. So then they arrest her. Yeah. And we think, and I for for a second said, like, oh, she did all the crimes. Yeah. But she didn't do all the crimes. Because, um... Well, we go back to the prison. Yeah. Where the terrible warden is then talking to the same guy that he was just trying to make a deal with. Yeah. And he's saying, well, I'm not going to make a deal with you. I'm going to punch you to death. Um, Yeah. And I thought this seemed at this point like it was the end of the episode. And that, to me, seemed uncharacteristically bleak. Yeah, because at least in X-Files, at least some things are cleaned up. It's usually like, a spooky mystery. Not like, oh, yes, the prison system is very bad. (laughs) (laughs) And we should feel bad. No, so Mulder has the same feeling as you. Yeah. Mulder and Scully are driving away, and then he stops the car, he pulls over, and he's like, something doesn't feel right. I can't drive away from this situation. Uh, and he's like, something's not right. Why doesn't this all match up? And then going the other way on the road is the warden. The terrible warden. And he's driving, and a little Radar Love is on the uh, radio, mm-hmm. that 12-minute song. And while that 12-minute song is on the radio, I think... Uh, Guess who's little, in the back seat? It's a little fly lands little on him. Little fly is the symbol for the ghost of Nietzsche, and he fucking chokes him out chokes from behind, out. and then he rams into a tree, and there's that. Yeah, it was a very good shot, like, um, a bird's eye view pulling upwards, and you can see blood on the window shield, windshield, and um, you go inside the car, and there's no Nietzsche there. It was very good. It's just a fly. Just a fly. Now, here's an interesting thing Mm -hmm. that I want to mention real quick. Mm -hmm. If you look at the Wikipedia entry for this episode, it talks about how it was panned by critics for not being properly wrapped up at the end. Something I say about almost every episode, (laughs) but didn't say about this one. I mean, when isn't it wrapped? Like, they said there were too many characters and you couldn't get to know any of them. It, it, it feels like we're in a waking nightmare, Allison, where we see things, but other people don't. Yeah. But we're in the opposite mirror world. I think we're Bruce Willis. <laughs> Are we dead the whole time? We've been dead the whole time. Oh, God. I just, like, honestly, this episode I didn't have that big a problem with Are in terms in the, of not being wrapped up. Are we in the Phantom Zone? We know who did it. Yeah. We know how he did it. It was a fly. Like... Uh, sure there are some questions that aren't answered but but we're used to that yeah and it's not like that insane as compared to some other episodes no (laughs) eve oh god i know but people liked eve though i know see this is what i don't understand and i feel like aesthetically this episode is very good the body work was amazing yeah the body work was very good the abs and the dead people yes are we just allison are we just like wrong no. <laughs> are you are you sure? Yes. Okay. Well, that makes me feel better. Everyone else in the world is wrong? Yes. It's just you and me? Yes. Together? Yes. Forever? Thelma and Louise. <laughs> well, see ya. <laughs> Vroom. Um that's how it ends up. That's and how you're it ends. right. 
there are way more nitpicky things in other episodes. I had a bigger problem with Scully not throwing Clive Bruckman in jail than I did anything in this episode. Yeah, and that's that. Like they were saying that they were worried about how, pe- how, how people would receive the episode because Mulder and Scully didn't solve the case. They how many ne- fucking how many cases have they not solved? The case, so though. many. Like that's standard. I'm used to that. They almost never solve the case. Remember that one episode when they're with NASA and they don't do jack shit? Yeah. Or there's like so many episodes where they like quote unquote solve the case, but, but then it doesn't don't. matter anyways because of bureaucracy and conspiracies. God, you guys, fuck this awful show. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm upset. I didn't mean that. Aww. Well, no, I meant that. Fuck this show. <laughs> this show, this show has some issues. But this episode, like, you know, watching it and, and the visuals. The visuals were very nice. And the, the sort of twists and turns and the, yeah, like the body work again. Um. I guess I I understand the appeal. I guess I've learned to kind of block out plot and just enjoy the sound mixing, the mise-en-scene, all the lighting. Even then, I I think what I appreciate about this episode that has bothered me about past ones is that at the end of the episode, it's not like, oh, maybe it was a ghost or was it? It's like, no, it was like a ghost. It was like a weird, spooky thing that happened. And that's the definitely whole, what happened. The like, there's thing. no arguing that. Yeah. And I like that. I don't like, oh, maybe. <laughs> Question mark. <laughs> to be continued is what usually happens. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this, I mean, this episode didn't bug me as much bug me you get it <laughs> he's a bug uh didn't bug me as much as like uh, again Clyde Bruckman yeah because I feel like he everyone did the damn thing he did the he did the damn thing uh please listen to that episode um yeah should we rate it yeah I think we should okay I rate on a spooky scale one is I had a really good nap and five is I can't sleep forever I'm going to give this a two. Okay. Just because some of the shots were really spooky and good. There was some spooky shots, yeah. Like, I wouldn't want to be in that prison. No. I never want to go to prison, Allison. I would prefer not to as well. Yeah. So that, I learned a thing today. Mm-hmm. Mm. You just learned that today? Yep. Okay. Okay. What is your rating scale uh, like? Well, I rate on a rage scale from one to Excelsius Day. One yep. is like... Hey, this was a really great episode and I loved it. And Excelsis Day is like, I am so angry about this, I can't even make jokes. Um, I, you know what? I'm gonna give this a four. Yeah. Yeah. And I forget what you rated like other episodes, but our uh, usually episodes are at least a five. Yeah, they're usually a five plus. This one's a four. I didn't have a huge problem. With I didn't it. have a huge problem. I mean, it wasn't great. I'll probably forget about yeah, this it episode. Wasn't masterful, but it was visually very appealing. I'll forget about this episode in like three episodes. Yeah. I'll probably forget about this episode tomorrow. <laughs> probably forget about this episode by the time you get a burger in your mouth <laughs> yep uh so it's not bad 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 what do we got well first i want to say it is november 1st today yeah and that means our lunchables ghoul contest is over we have at least one entry I know of, uh, so someone has won. Please check our Facebook for the winning entry. And thank you and congratulations. To whoever it is. If it's just one person, that's great. One person means we get 100% more entries than I thought we would. Yeah. <laughs> so so they win a, um, whoever wins, wins a one month worth sc- subscription to our snail mail club which you usually get it's $7 a month at patreon.com slash thunderquack uh I haven't decided what this month is but it's gonna be awesome you get it sent out at the end of each month and last month was a bunch of like full-size candy bars for Halloween well, and stickers yeah uh so whoever won the Lunchables ghoul uh, contest gets one of those so good good job that person nice nice can we do some... What would this be? Personal X-Files? It's a story? Yeah, it's a personal X-Files. Okay. Come and tell us, dude, about the spooky thing that happened to you. Because we'll never tell you that we don't believe you. Unless we get affected, we will never leave you. We want to hear about your personal X-File. I like to talk about bugs. Cool. I have... Uh, yeah, no joke. <laughs> I have um, been a bug owner for a long time. 
Uh, I've currently upgraded to reptiles, but in my heart, I've always liked to keep bugs, right? Mm -hmm. So I wanted to look for a story that was about, what what's it called when you have forensic bug science? Uh, that's a forensic entomologist. That's super cool. Mm -hmm. uh, I wanted to look up a story about forensic anthro... Entomologist. Entomology. Uh, but the, all of them are about maggots, and I think maggots are kind of overrated. Mm. So I wanted to find a story about all the glory. about murder, but also different kinds of bugs. Cool. So this is a story about the Vincent brothers, and this is about a story using bug evidence, but not maggots. So sit back and relax and enjoy this bug story, this bug murder story. <laughs> Vincent Brothers, the Vincent Brothers were suspected of killing his wife. Oh, oh my God. His last name is Brothers. It's not the, it's not two. What a twist. <laughs> I just pooped myself. <laughs> All right. Vincent Brothers, Mr. Brothers, uh, that would have been really confusing, uh, was suspected of killing his wife, mother-in-law, and three children in California in 2004. Jesus. However, Mr. Brothers had a solid alibi. He claimed he was visiting family in Ohio during the time of the murders. Since he'd never left the state, there was no way he was responsible for the deaths of his, uh, his family members. Or was there? FBI agents assigned to the case felt sure Brothers was their man, but needed to disprove his alibi. This is where they turned to the air filter and radiator from, br the, from Brothers' car. Um... Investigators hope that Kimsey, the UC Davis insect expert, could identify the bugs in their radiator grill and ascertain where they had come from. She testified that the species of dead bugs in Brothers' rental car were from California and other strictly locations strictly west of the Colorado Rocky Mountains. She said there was no way the bugs could have been in Ohio. In the type of time of year, the species of insect presented served as evidence that brothers had driven the car to commit the murders and then gone back to Ohio. There were no daytime insects on the car parts, indicating that the car had been driven mostly at night. I love that there was in daytime insects and nighttime <laughs> insects. Yes. In 2007, California jur jury found Vincent Brothers guilty of five counts of first-degree murder. Brothers was sentenced to the death penalty. Those brothers sure got it. Those brothers, the one singular brother. Yeah, got those it. brothers sure got it. So those bugs help solve those a crime. bugs are crime solvers. Good job, those dead, dead, bugs. dead bugs. Oh, look at the little bug picture that they included. It's a little bug, and he's oh, like, it's very cute. He's on a radiator, and he's like, oh, I solved the crime, guys. I'm a police now. <laughs> That's so cute. Yeah. Can we write that story, police bug? Oh, police bug. Yeah. Yeah. That's the next like Pixar flick, I think. Okay. So what is next? Next is a thing that we do called predictions. Oh, yeah. Predictions. It is your time to do the prediction, Allison. That's my turn. Anything could happen based on a name. Anything could happen when you're playing the prediction game. Tell me. Allison. What's it gonna be? A way to dredge up all of your childhood anxiety. Are you ready? Yes. The next episode, season three, episode six, is called Too Shy. Now, it is spelt out to like the number two and shy with a capital S. And it's all smushed together in one word. Too Shy. Oh... Is gonna happen during that episode, Allison. Cyber crimes. Cyber crimes. Yeah, cyber crimes. Can you can you uh, uh, elaborate? Please? Yeah, I think that this is gonna be a hyper nineties chat room crime. <laughs> I think there is a. Oh my god, I hope so. so I think hard. there is a forty five year old white man in his mother's basement on a chat room under the name Too Shy, pretending to be a teen girl who is too shy. <laughs> But he's murdering. Okay, so uh, how are we going to break this down? I'll give you a half a point if it's internet murder. And where's the other half a point? Where do you want that to come from? Wait, this isn't supernatural at all. Oh, yeah. It's just a normal crime. It's a normal everyday crime. It's a sentient computer virus named Too Shy. Okay. That's tricking people in chat rooms. Okay. 
So it's not really um, a human murder. I think it was created by a human. But then it went crazy. But it went crazy. Uh, like it was created by a human to meet girls on the internet by pretending to be a teen girl. Okay. But it became too good at it and became self-aware. So it is a teen girl computer virus that is killing people like the person who created it in order to get revenge. Okay, so I'll give you a half point for internet Guys, murder. I should write this movie. Yeah, Fuck. I think you should write this movie. Uh, or Chris Carter, hire us. <laughs> um, too shy to. Too shy to. Too shyest. <laughs> the shyest. Okay, I'm going to give you a half point for internet, like, chat room murder, and a second point for computer sentience. Okay, cool. So, half point, half point. Too shy. We are, for our predictions, zero to zero. Well, that's fine. Well, I mean, if you have some beef. No, I got no beef. You sure? Yeah. Because this is, I mean, I'm here. We have we have unlimited time. No, do we? Well, I mean, yeah. Really. No, I'm beefless. Okay, good. Okay, well, until next time, I'm too shy and too ready to go have dinner. And I'm too horny for beef. <laughs> What do we say at the end of this podcast? Well, first we should say, if you guys want to write us an email about how horny you are for beef, we're doublexfilespodcast at gmail.com. Now, can I equate it how how horny you are for beef? Yeah. And not for anything else. For beef. I don't want... No dick pics, please. Yeah, I don't... No. no I, I don't think our people would do that. I mean, I don't... Uh, well, I mean... I mean... Uh-uh. <laughs> Double X Files podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at Double X Files, or you can find us on Tumblr at fuck yeah, Double X Files. And don't forget to go to patreon.com slash thunderquack. I mean, even if you don't have $7 for the um, Stale Mail Club, even if you could just donate a little bit, it would help us out a lot. It would help us out real good. Real good. So, what do we do now? Now we say, until next time, the truth, truth is out, out there. there. You did it. <laughs>